0: This is the Idaho Family Report. My name is Josh Bales. Got a great show coming up with special guest Linda Thomas on the Sanctity of Life. Stay tuned. All right, on the show today, my name is Josh Bells. I am the pastor over at the Well Church and with me as always, president, Blaine Consati from the IFPC Idaho Family Policy Center. Brother, how are you today?
1: Yeah, it's good to be here, Josh. Man, this is going to be
0: a great show. Uh, We're going to get to our interview with Linda Thomas with Stanton here in just a few minutes. But first, we need to get to some current events. Tomorrow is a monumental day uh, with the Idaho Supreme Court because they are going to hear oral arguments for the heartbeat law, and the trigger law that have been passed here in the last couple of years here in Idaho. So brother, what is at stake in tomorrow's oral arguments?
1: Yeah, Josh. So over the last few years, the state legislature has passed two key pro-life laws that restrict, severely restrict abortion access in the state of Idaho. The first is a trigger law that was passed in 2020. And essentially the trigger law criminalized most abortions after conception. Once the U.S. Supreme Court overruled the Roe v. Wade precedent, which, of course, legalized quote-unquote abortion nationwide. And then just this year, the state legislature passed a heartbeat law that we helped draft and we championed at the state legislature. It was modeled after Texas. Texas allowed any person anywhere to sue a physician who performed an unlawful abortion after six weeks, which is when a pre-born child's heartbeat can be detected our law allows family members to file that lawsuit against the abortionist who performs the unlawful abortion after a preborn baby's heartbeat can be detected. That law was supposed to go into effect the end of April. But unfortunately, our state attorney general and Planned Parenthood cut a deal um, where they asked the state Supreme Court to temporarily block the law as a legal challenge played out. The law did end up going into effect on August 12th. And it was such such an exciting day on August 12th for babies with pre-born hearts to finally receive protection of the law here in Idaho. Planned Parenthood immediately stopped performing all abortions. It was a super exciting day. And then just a couple weeks after that, the trigger law ended up going into effect in the state of Idaho, criminalizing most abortions after conception. And that's because it was 30 days after the U.S. Supreme Court issued its final opinion in the Dobbs case. Right. So the difference
0: between these two bills, one deals uh, mainly with the civil side. One deals mainly with the criminal side. Now, this is actually important. Uh, The the bill that the IFPC had sponsored and written and championed in the Idaho legislator was on the civil side. And the reason why that's important is because here in Boise anyway, our mayor had declared uh, Boise to be a sanctuary city for abortionists, for that you, that you can continue to murder your baby and criminal activity uh, will not be investigated. So how does the heartbeat bill that you guys championed, uh, how does it still protect unborn babies in Boise, even though our mayor declared it to be a sanctuary city?
1: Yeah. So a couple months ago, like you said, the city of Boise adopted a resolution proclaiming Boise to be a sanctuary city and prohibiting city police from investigating accusations of unlawful abortions. And when the local police are unable to investigate those accusations of unlawful abortions, it's almost impossible for the local prosecutors to bring charges against an abortionist who is violating these laws. That's why the heartbeat law is still so essential, Josh, because it allows family members to bring lawsuits against the abortionist who commits the law unlawful abortion. You don't need police to investigate it. Yeah. You don't need a prosecutor to bring charges. Yeah. It is enforced civilly through the courts. The, the physician would, would have to pay uh, severe fines to the family. And so the heartbeat law is still essential. It's still an essential way of restricting abortion, even now that the trigger law is in effect.
0: And dear friends, that's why the Idaho Family Policy Center is so important. This is why their work needs to continue. So we have an opportunity for you to help support Idaho Family Policy Center here in a few days, October 26th, there is a fundraiser
1: in Coeur d'Alene. Uh, why don't you tell us about it, Blaine? Yeah. So on October 26th, Wednesday, um, at the Coeur Resort, we're going to have Seth Dillon, CEO of Babylon Bee. He's going to come out and keynote our North Idaho Fall Banquet. And man, it's going to be such a wonderful event. So much laughter, I'm sure, because Seth Dillon and Babylon Bee, they're amazing at satirizing leftist causes.
0: So even if you can't make it up to Cordlane, that's no problem and you still want to support Idaho Family? That's great. So go to idahofamily.org and you can you can support them even if you can't make it
1: to this fundraiser. Yep, purchase tickets, you can host a table and invite your friends or if you have a business that wants to sponsor the event, go to idahofamily.org, get those tickets, host the table, sponsor the event.
0: Stay tuned for our next segment with Linda Thomas from Stanton.
1: Welcome back to the Idaho Family Report. We are joined right now by Linda Thomas. She is with Stanton Healthcare, a local pregnancy resource center in the Treasure Valley. Linda, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you so much, Blaine, for having me. Excited to be here with you.
1: Oh, man, I'm excited to have you. You have such an amazing story of God's redemption. How did you get involved in the pro-life movement?
2: Well, I got involved in the pro-life movement Because of God's redemption, in uh, January of 1993, I had an abortion, and I did go through a healing process, a Bible study for that, because it wrecked me immediately. I regretted it right away. I actually was against abortion when I had an abortion, and so I can only understand how that gripping fear affects a woman because I did something myself that I had said I would never do. And so I got healing from the abortion through Jesus Christ, my Savior, and went silent, though, for many years. It's still a sin that's like no other when you take the life of your own child. It's not something that you want to share, even when you've been healed from it. But in 2019, when the New York legislature passed their law allowing abortion through all nine months of pregnancy, and the video went viral of the chamber erupting in cheers cheering this law, I physically literally went down on my face before God in my home and knew that God was calling me to break my silence about my abortion and had a a Holy Spirit conviction, not a condemnation, but a Holy Spirit conviction that my silence had only helped the abortion industry, not women who needed to hear my voice and women who needed to know that there's a better way. So that's how I got involved in the pro-life ministry. Two weeks later, I walked into Stanton Healthcare and started volunteering, and I've been there ever since.
1: Amazing. Amazing. What what does Stanton Healthcare do?
2: Stanton Healthcare is a nonprofit pro life pregnancy medical clinic. All of our services are provided to women at no charge, and we offer pregnancy tests, ultrasound exams, abortion pill reversal, which is something we can talk about. A lot of people don't know about abortion pill reversal, and all kinds of ongoing support to women. We have an 18 month wellness program, which is turning into years and years because we build relationships with these women. But we have two clinics. So one is in Meridian and that's where women come for all of the medical services. And when they're in that crisis moment and we have trained client advocates and licensed medical professionals who walk alongside them through that and really talk about what the obstacles are, what the challenges are, what their fears are. Because no woman wakes up in the morning and wants to have an abortion. What she wants is help and hope, and that's what we provide at Stanton. And so we get these women through that process of realizing this is a temporary crisis, and I don't have to respond in a permanent way that's going to end the life of my child. And then once they're through that and they've had their baby, we have a Boise Wellness Center where they continue on and they have, well, actually, it's even during their pregnancy, pre- and postnatal education classes, lactation education. Um, After abortion care, we have Bible studies and healing retreats for women and just all kinds of services that are ongoing to build that relationship that we love to maintain with these women and their children.
1: And in a post-Roe world where abortion is even harder to get than ever, this is very important to make sure that women have that community of support and have, have access to those services that Stanton provides.
2: Absolutely. And we are busier than ever. And praise God, Planned Parenthood's parking lot is empty more than ever.
0: Mm. Praise God. Thank you so much for sharing your story about Christ um, freeing you. In our first segment, we were talking about that if the Son has set you free, um, you are free indeed. Um, So one of um, the tasks of uh, certainly myself as a pastor, Blaine as a policy center, and I'm sure with you in counseling uh, lots of women and, and the work that you do, Paul says in in Second uh, Corinthians 10, that we are to destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And I think that there are some um, arguments and lofty opinions when it comes to this issue of abortion and um, the pro-life movement. So um, what would you say uh, to someone, perhaps a politician, who says that they are personally pro-life Uh, but they don't believe that their morality should be imposed on others.
2: Well, abortion is a human rights issue, and human rights begin in the womb. That's what we believe at Stanton. That's what we know from God's Word. And the thing is, who does the truth apply to? The truth applies to everyone, whether you're a believer or not, because we also know God's Word says that we reap what we sow, And that's true whether you're a believer or an unbeliever. You sow something good, you reap good. You sow something bad, you reap those consequences. So we cannot pick and choose just based on our personal preferences. If we could, you know, we'd all have different ideas than we do sitting in this room. We believe in the truth of God's word and that humanity begins in the womb humanity and personhood are the same thing right from the moment of conception. I think that's
0: a great answer, Linda. You know, I, I, I know that there have been many who have tried to use that type of logic to kind of pull the wool over voters, uh, as they go to the polls, well, this this candidate is against abortion, but you know he doesn't. He, he's so humble that he doesn't want to press his morality on others. That is not humble. Humility, as John Calvin would say, is is when we uh, bring our, our souls and we submit to the Word of God. It's arrogance to to say something and and project policy over culture in a way that violates God's word.
2: That's right. Love tells the truth. Yep. And love doesn't lead others astray. Yeah. And so if we are not protecting women from the pain of abortion, we're not protecting children from death through abortion, we're not being loving. That's right.
0: All right, so we've seen some great... I, I blame to hear you say post-Roe uh, world. I, I honest, exciting, isn't oh, it? Oh, my goodness. It's I, I so don't awesome. think I would ever heard that in my lifetime. But it goes to show you how gracious and kind and, and how God still works today. So um, now, um, obviously... You know, there are many legislators and states that have almost passed, you know, total bans on abortion uh, with the exception of maybe rape and incest. Why should Christians continue to fight to get the rape and incest exceptions removed? How would you answer that?
2: Because the circumstances of conception don't determine our value. So if I look at you, Pastor Josh, or I look at you, Blaine, or you look at me— we don't know how the other person was conceived, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So we should not be punishing the child for the sins of the father. Yeah. And it's a violent act upon the woman. The rape is a violent act upon the woman. The abortion is a violent act upon the child. So you don't answer violence with violence, yeah. and it doesn't heal the woman from the rape. She's going to have to heal from that anyway. There are many, many reasons, yeah. but the child is still as much human as anyone else and deserves that protection.
1: So Linda, many abortions these days are not surgically performed as they traditionally have been. I think in Idaho before the heartbeat law and the trigger law went into effect, the number of abortions that were performed chemically as opposed to surgically was actually higher than 60%. What is a chemical abortion and what services does Stanton offer to help women reverse that chemical abortion once that process has begun.
2: A chemical abortion is, as you said, it's now the preferred method for abortion providers because it's, it's greater than 50% nationwide and greater than 60%, as you said, in Idaho. It is a process. So a woman is instructed to take the first pill inside the abortion clinic in front of the prescriber Then she's sent home with a bag of four more pills that she's to take 24 to 48 hours later. And the first pill begins to deprive the baby of progesterone, which is a needed hormone to support the pregnancy. The second set of pills sends the woman into labor in her home with no medical oversight. If the woman has only taken the first pill, she can come to Stanton because we offer abortion pill reversal, which is a protocol that we can place her on throughout the first trimester as we monitor the baby weekly with ultrasounds. And we've so far had a 100% success rate with the abortion pill reversal clients who've come to us. and Amazing. Yeah. So we had one just recently.
1: Yeah. So that was an out of state chemical abortion. The woman comes back into the state and she comes to Stanton. Yep. You were telling me that she saw the ultrasound and what happened?
2: Yeah. So she comes to Stanton. She was being pressured by her boyfriend to do this to begin with. So she immediately regretted taking that first pill across state lines. She comes into Stanton, sees the ultrasound baby is 11 weeks along with a vibrant beating heart. And she was in tears just saying, Oh, thank God. Thank God. And thank God indeed. What a miracle. And so that's the hope that we can offer to women who've taken the first abortion pill.
0: That is awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that story. Now, I actually um, met you uh, this last legislative session uh, during um, the committee hearings for the heartbeat bill that, praise God, got passed. And Stanton brought out their mobile unit in order to do ultrasounds. Can you tell us about that experience?
2: Yeah, we love to come to the Capitol and talk to our legislators and encourage them to pass pro-life legislation. And we brought out our mobile clinic, as you said, and we were able to do live ultrasounds in front of the Capitol to invite legislators and others, citizens to come and see and hear for themselves the humanity of life in the womb. What better way to represent children than to allow them to have their own voice through ultrasound at our state's capital
0: now uh, wasn't your baby um, seen on that ultrasound
1: plane
2: yeah. <laughs> yes his wife's little baby
1: <laughs> yeah so it is uh man the 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 modern medical technology really does offer us a window into the womb yes and it makes it so clear right that beating heart um, the baby moving around oftentimes moving away from the ultrasound right? yep. as as the wand gets closer uh, it is so clear that, that baby is is indeed a preborn human life.
2: Yes. And that's what women in our clinic get to see when they come to Stanton versus when they go to the abortion clinic and the screen is turned away. Or if a woman asks to see the ultrasound, they blur it. And it's sad how deceptive they are. But yeah, when women come into our clinics, they get to actually see the life in their womb. And that's a game changer and a mind and heart changer because now they are able to visibly see the formation of their child, the humanity, the movement, as you said, the beating heart, and the bond that is naturally there is only strengthened through that ultrasound experience.
1: Absolutely. Well, Linda, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and telling us about the work that Stanton does to provide all sorts of assistance to women and families who are facing unexpected pregnancies. Thank you for your work and God bless you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. God bless you guys.
1: All right, we'll be back after the break.
0: All right, welcome back to Idaho Family Report. Uh, Man, that was an excellent interview with Linda Thomas. So good. Such a powerful story. Yeah, so one of the great things about the gospel is that Jesus said that he came uh, not for those who are well, but for the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. When someone like Linda can come on and share uh, her deepest, uh, darkest secrets we know a truth that the Son has set her free. Uh, One of the great gospel invitations is actually found in the book of Isaiah. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. There is no sin um, that Christ cannot forgive. Uh, That's the kind of redemption uh, that we have promised through His cross and
1: resurrection. Amen. Amen. So, Josh, one of my favorite stories in scripture is the story of Elizabeth and her cousin, Mary, meeting together while they're both pregnant, right? Respectively with John the Baptist and with Jesus. And it's one of my favorite stories because it shows the personhood of the preborn child. In fact, amazingly, the Bible records that when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, Mary had traveled a long ways. Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist, and when she hears the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt within her womb. John the Baptist leapt for joy within. A freeborn baby could
0: celebrate Christ.
1: In fact, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says that she exclaims with a loud cry Behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt with joy. And I think this is just a beautiful picture. Of life within the womb, the baby's leaping for joy. Yeah. He's fully human, right? And science actually backs us up. Prenatal activity like this can be observed through the window into the womb that we have uh, with modern technology, like yeah. ultrasounds. Yeah. Um,
0: when we know it by human experience, I mean, even if we didn't have modern uh, that modern technology, every woman who has ever been pregnant knows. Uh, this is not just some a lump of cells in their body. They knew it's a, a human being with a soul that will never die. Even if they couldn't put
1: it in those words, they know it's life. Absolutely. The ultrasound actually reveals, Josh, that babies in the womb feel pain. Um, they, they recognize the voice of their mother. They learn the sounds of what will become their native language. Babies are learning, they're developing, they're expressing themselves in the womb. And in fact, the Greek word that Elizabeth uses to describe her preborn baby, to describe John the Baptist, is the Greek word braphos, which is the same word that's used for newborns and infants. And so while she is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit... She is using the same word to talk about a preborn baby as one would use to talk about their baby who has already been born. Again, equating, right? There's no difference. Right. This is not less of a person. This preborn child is fully human. Amen. Well, location doesn't determine personhood. Not at all. Well, let's conclude in prayer and thank God for his revelation and for the truths that he has revealed to us about that preborn child in the womb. Heavenly Father, we praise you, God, for your wonderful works. We know, Father, that you knit together life within the womb, that you create unique and irreplaceable human beings from the moment of conception. May our nation and may our state repent of the generations of children who have been lost to abortion, and may you mercifully establish the work of our hands as we labor to provide equal protection of the laws for all preborn life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, man, good show today, huh? Idaho Family Report. Tell your friends. IdahoFamily.org, IdahoFamily.org. Josh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll see you next week. Until then, keep up the good fight and God bless.